0: It's the new year of 1927, and we're all putting our shoulder to the grindstone for the betterment of this bustling brouhaha called Los Angeles, and its benefit would be bereft. Without the tireless efforts of the great men, who put their nose to the wheel and pitch in, yes, stalwart men of dedication and pride, who pitch their pathologies into the widening gyre and emerge from the pyre, never tired, oh no! Men like Darby Crash, and Spit Sticks, and Lux Interior. Sure, they have funny names, but they represent the panoply of peoples that populate our exciting environs. (laughs) Forward-looking men like... Billy Zoom, Tomato Duplenty, and brave leaders like El Duce. Fraternal organizations meet around the city why the photographs set gather at the Starwood, secret societies at The Mask, even Colored of Skin and Foreign of Birth may meet at, for example, Blackie's and oh. Madame Wong's. And the Speakeasy set chip in as well, holding their nightly confabs at a West Angeles winged ding called, what else, The Whiskey. Even the ladies are pitching in to put things right. Right as rain. Now we're nifty in this new society. Women like Dinah Cancer and Alice Bag. Oh, you'll be hearing plenty from them. I tell you, boy. Now let's turn our tinnitus to the tune of tomorrow and hear from another one of those forward thinking ladies of today, Joan Renner! Ah uh,
1: yes. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> I know, God, I'm just so not worthy. Um I'm, Certainly.
0: I'm, certainly, <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> <laughs> Now speak, woman. I'm sorry. Hi, 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 John. I know Diana Cancer. She's (laughs) good on toast. (laughs) I have a story about that, but that's another. Oh,
1: no. Okay, Okay, okay. I'm going to cover Bert. bad, bad Bert. Best. His real name, Edward Zanders. Can you blame him? No, Mm. I really can't.
0: He was the the fifth (laughs) Bugaloo.
1: He was. Actually, Bert just looked like a, like, just a fun kind of guy, and he had, he was really glib, and an excuse for everything. He was sort of a one-man crime wave in 1926 <laughs> and 1927. He was burgling and assaulting, and he was just, he was a very busy guy, busy calendar for Bert.
2: I think and, he's on my calendar.
1: <laughs> he is now, and, uh, his, his excuse every time, he always managed to get out of whatever trouble he'd gotten into by saying, look, this is awful. I had, a." head injury when I was a child and ever since then I've had an a compulsion I can't control to commit crime. And the judges fell for it each time. It was like, well, oh, God, okay. Well, so they put him on probation. No well, this problem. fascinated them. I mean, the, the yeah. issue of whether crime is in, yeah. innate Well, I mean, or, there is such a thing as, you know, brain a brain injury, but I think... An I awfully convenient uh, brain injury. Yeah. I have a feeling that, that, that Bert was using this to his advantage. Oh, I'm helpless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Help no, me. No. I don't know what to do. I'm to sick. Stop. I'm a victim. I have to steal a car. Yeah, he was way ahead of his time in that way. Yeah. And uh, he was finally, he was in court again, and this time he told the judge that, you know, oh, you know, the brain injury, and I just can't help myself, but I have, and so the, the judge said, okay, well, here's the deal, I'll give you a, a, you know, a couple of years suspended, and then Bert said, well, look, I have, a, I have this job offer on a ship that's sailing to the South Seas. How about, you know, I get ahead, go ahead, jump on the ship, and, you know, away we go. The judge bought it, said, you know, that this whole deal was contingent on him getting on the ship. Of course, and he never did. let the Tongans did. deal with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Never, exactly. He never got on the ship. He was busted again, fled to Portland, Oregon, and he was extradited back in L.A. Facing and then more barreled challenges. over yes. in Los Angeles. And he still has that nasty pressure on his brain that's just mm-hmm, compelling mm-hmm. him. To commit crime after crime, <laughs> after crime after crime, so I don't know whatever happened to Bert. I, but I'm sure I it do. was no good. <laughs> yeah, <I like> that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it came to a bad end. Yeah, it's
0: it's innate. In this case, that Nate is is me. Is you? Yeah. Hi, Nate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, hey, did you find us a new sponsor? Because you know the show is bleeding money as usual.
0: Uh yes, it is. It's uh, like the, the stuck. Kosher pig that it is. Um, all on tea and, cookies. and speaking of, of uh, the an- animal kingdom, we, we got a new sponsor. New
3: sponsor. Yes. Yay.
0: We take this one uh, one today out amid the cages of our uh, our fine feathered, furred, and, uh, and 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 fairly sad friends. The pet new store. What? Okay. No, at the new <laughs> Los Angeles Zoo. Oh. See, rare and wild animalia in its natural habitat. Witness no mating whatsoever, as genders are kept strictly segregated, safe for families. Thrill in the hunt, as these beasts, natural enemies of man, are felled by you. Open up on ferocious jungle cats with a variety of rentable rifles. Take down polar bears in our new machine-gun-equipped Arctic enclosure. Watch those penguins scurry. Throw grenades at giraffes. It's all in good fun. At the new Los Angeles Zoo, bring the kitties and your appetite. Feast on your prey at the end of the day. Wouldn't Junior like a snow leopard burger after he's used his first flamethrower? The new Los Angeles Zoo in Griffith Park.
2: Yeah! Sounds like a good time! Oh, there, there. oh I had, I had a good
3: time right, with I'm those sorry. cats today. Literally. <laughs> you know, we've we never turned down a sponsor before, but I'm afraid... <laughs> this goes too tell you far, try it, eh? even for us. Snow leopard flambe?
0: Mmm. Um, snow leopard sandwich. How, hey. how
3: many times can you do that?
2: You haven't lived you've seen a penguin explode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, this, this business model is I wrap is them in the duct tape and they
2: still explode. There's no bloke. mating,
3: but they kill them every day?
2: Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of people that are bad shots. That's what we did
0: to the Botswanans so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they get better. That's true. They get better. We're we, teaching children something valuable a before, trade. before we send we're,
2: them out on the streets. We're teaching <laughs> them good. a trade.
3: It doesn't matter because our sponsors never come back. Oh, hey, I, I just really thought of a disappear.
2: new classification at Trade Tech.
0: <laughs> 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 Zoo maintenance.
2: <laughs> Zoo animal disposal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: scrapes, scrapes. So in the last two weeks, we, we've had a fabulous swimming competition that Mary did a great deal of reportage on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was super fun. Before we start, I want to know, are
4: y'all more of the flagpole sitter types or the dance marathon types or the channel swimming types? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm more of fisting
0: fish kind <laughs> of type. <laughs>
4: had to participate. I know, I just talked
0: about shooting horses, so I guess yeah. I'm... Uh, yeah. dance, uh, dance marathon.
3: marathon. Dance, marathon. Yeah.
4: dance marathon. Yeah. Well, William Wrigley Jr., who I wrote about a couple weeks ago, as being one of the most highly insured Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1919, he bought Catalina, and he wanted to promote it, and so he decided the best way to promote that was to have a swimming competition in the middle of January. From Catalina, of course.
3: Sure. <laughs> to, um, no wonder he's so well insured. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. <laughs> To, um, oh, somewhere in Palos Verdes. Anyhow, um, so he offered a prize of $25,000 to the first man who reached the shore and $15,000 to the first woman who reached the shore. And over 100 people entered. Um, unfortunately, what he hadn't anticipated is that only one person would finish the race at all. <laughs> Two-thirds of the people quit after, I think the water was in the 50s or something, and they quit, you know, a couple miles from shore.
0: And, and the, the rest and, were just found... Floating <laughs> somewhere in Well, so that's the other South good thing. America. At least
4: no one died oh, okay. either. But um, the things that people did to keep warm in 50-degree water, they didn't want to wear suits, because you've probably seen pictures of bathing costumes right. from the 1920s yeah. chafing. And so a lot of people wanted to swim in the nude. There was one woman who said she was going to swim in the nude, and the women's organizations Mm. of Los Angeles said it was was awful. It was a scandal and (laughs) an outrage. And um, our our winner, George Young, the only person to finish the race, was a 17-year-old from Canada. You know, one way to
3: make sure that only one person wins the race is to use a high-powered rifle with a <laughs> gun. <laughs> that's right. So that's what your a coach, coach is you. trainer is for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Were they
2: sure it was um, a boy? Because, you know, with water that cold, yeah. the shrinkage alone can... <laughs> You know, just do just horrible things Well, he actually came hey. out of the water Or he moved. could have been a Canadian
0: <laughs> he, he did? He
4: caused quite a stir He forgot that his bathing suit had begun to bother him A couple miles from shore mm-hmm. So he Ugh. sloughed it off and left it in the waves And He had also, before getting into the water Rubbed himself with grease And then yeah. rolled in graphite powder Yeah, <laughs> this is
0: hot mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> And so
3: this comes out of the water <laughs>
0: And garden <laughs> seaweed. I think we
3: have a new fad I think yeah. we do. Grease and graphite. You know, last mm-hmm. year we had that nice little party, and everyone brought oldie-timey food. I think this mm-hmm. year should we just roll in grease and graphite powder?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. And dive in the sea and shoot at each other. And yeah. We get some of those 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 rabbits that attack you in lakes, like that attack Reagan. Yeah. yeah. God, amazing. I'm getting a that's I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Throw some an angle cotton of candy, and that's mm-hmm. a wedding. Oh,
5: and
4: penguins <laughs> on conveyor belts. <laughs> Okay, as said. long as those yes. conveyor belts. Yes. But anyhow,
0: yes. Not a moving sidewalk. Totally different. Yes. Yes.
4: George won the That's race. That's perverted. And sorry.
2: <laughs> Continue, Madame.
3: Thank you.
1: No. Um. Innate. It's innate. Innate. Be inert. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs>
4: Oh, after the race, things didn't go so well for George Young. He had a falling out with his friend, who had actually, they didn't have enough money to get to Los Angeles, they got on a motorcycle and rode together from Canada. The motorcycle broke down somewhere in Arizona, and they were picked up by a honeymooning couple and driven the rest of the way. And um,
3: You're right in the screenplay?
4: (laughs) (laughs) It needs to happen, yeah. Yeah. But um, he and his friend had a falling out, and then his friend wound up getting a great film contract and doing really well, and... George Young's manager, he was offered $250,000 to uh, do a a movie. And his manager turned it down. He said they they thought they could do better. And they never got
3: another offer
4: again. Is that called a
3: nine-day's wonder? Yeah. Yeah. That's very sad. So George Young peaked at
4: 17. Mm. Literally. (laughs) Rising nude from the waves. (laughs) Look at me! Look at
2: me!
3: I'm peeking! (laughs) Peekaboo! And that, yeah, Yeah. that also helps.
1: I see. And now a word from our sponsor? (laughs) Ah, yes. This is Myrtle Felderholder of Los Angeles School District. Don't listen to the communists and their so-called facts. And statistics about plummeting enrollment and useless building programs of overscale fifth rate structures mired in graft, corruption, and gross mismanagement. Think of the children. We can't stress that enough. If you don't want more schools, it's because you hate children. And thus, you hate the future. And what kind of American are you then? This technocratic study here in front of me proves we need 625,000 new seats for children in new schools immediately to usher in the golden wave of prosperity to come in the 1930s. And Los Angeles School District needs your help. There are too many buildings in the way of schools. All those filthy adobes, the Plaza Church, the old Chinatown should be leveled, and schools blanket its steaming remains. Tombstones toppled in cemeteries and used as foundations for schools. Wilshire Boulevard should be lined with schools. I don't know if we'll get the Ambassador Hotel site, but the new synagogue is on prime school land, and the children deserve... Yes. Yes. Citizens, torch the synagogue! (laughs) Don't look at me like that. It's for the children! <laughs> children! torch <towards> the synagogue!
3: <laughs> They're just Jews!
2: They're used to it by now, right?
3: The it's children. for the children! Not yet, not
0: soon. No, well, we're go. What? 3,000 years of, uh, we're not used to it yet? <laughs> no, okay. We'll get used to
1: it. Just a little public service announcement. <laughs> the Glorious the Prosperity
0: of the Los 1930s. Los Angeles School District. To, oh, the Los Angeles School District. Doing great work oh, for yeah, our future. Yeah,
3: constantly. I can't believe we're running public service well, announcements. <laughs> <Well, yeah. laughs>
0: We've actually been reduced to that.
3: Well, they gave us 10 bucks. 10 bucks? For the children.
0: Okay, so I took 10 bucks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, this one's called The Case of the Twisted Wrist. This is uh, mm-hmm. January 25th, 1927. The beautifully named Calloway Rice had a wonderful, wonderful skill. He was able to pop his oft broken wrist out of the joint and make it look like it had just been broken. Now, most people would think, this really sucks, Uh, it hurts when it rains, I really have uh, diminished capacity as a golfer, and tennis is out of the question, but no, Callaway Rice saw this as a golden opportunity, and that is why he and his girlfriend, Ruth Richardson, took yellow cab driver Paul C. Alexander into their hotel room in downtown Los Angeles and proposed to him this fascinating conundrum. Paul, would you like to make about $1,250 and all you have to do is give us a ride in your cab at some point during which I will begin to scream and say that I have broken my wrist and you will take me to a doctor and I will have my wrist bandaged and then we will go to your boss and you will say, I don't know what happened, I hit a pothole, the man broke his wrist, we must pay him a great deal of money to go away. He will take no less than $2,500, but $2,500 he will take. What do you say? Hmm. And Paul said, as anybody would when confronted with a piece of absurd <laughs> opportunity like this of course yeah let me go home and sleep on it but he actually did was go to his boss at the yellow cab and, and present this proposal and his boss said i want you to go through with it and the detectives are going to follow your cab it's going to be a lot of fun you know i've, I've had enough of these wrist poppers shaking down our bodies pesky pesky wrist
1: poppers
0: yes
3: Limp-wristers, if
0: you Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and
3: sure enough, they ran through the whole thing, and Calloway Rice thought he was really putting on a show, and he made his face green, and they went to the doctors, and he was splinted up and in-busted the detectives, took him into custody, slapped irons on that popped-out wrist, and uh, took Calloway Rice and Ruth Richardson off to the pokey. However, they made a terrible mistake in that they charged these two with conspiracy to commit the fraud. However, Ruth hadn't really done anything other than sit and listen, and so she was acquitted. Calloway was convicted, and his rather clever attorney looked at the two cases and said, "Wait a minute! You just convicted him of conspiracy to commit fraud by himself." <laughs> <laughs> so the case was thrown out, and as far as we Beautiful. know, he's still out there popping his wrist. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do exactly. So they just kind of slapped
5: yeah. his wrist. Right?
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, there was no spank, no monkey getting spanked that night. Yeah, that was bad. I know that was terrible.
3: Look, everybody needs a career. Yeah, and you have to work with what God
4: gives you.
1: I just, I don't
4: know. I think about what I would do if I could do that with my wrist. What would you do? I don't know. I'd be the most popular girl in the seventh grade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Still, I like the way you think, baby.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: but, Good. Uh, okay, let's move on It's a frightening concept, isn't
3: it? Um, Nathan, I think you have some report Oh god, questions. I didn't mean it like that <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: oh
2: <my God. laughs> we did Yes, yeah Yes, you did Yes, you did, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary <laughs> <clears throat> You walked into that one, honey <laughs> Mary,
2: Mary, quite contrary <laughs> How does
0: your wrist go? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you <laughs> <up laughs> are. <and down laughs> all
1: the all around. Yeah,
0: now come in here and walk into this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And three little bluebells. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> January 13th, 1927, is the tale of our next uh, story, the Love uh, love Triangle. <laughs> you need to just throw some cold water on yourself again, my <laughs> All right. This is about. Uh, <laughs> George and Mabel Drummond. Now, George was 15 and Mabel was 21 when they got hitched back in 1917. Now, George is now 25 and Mabel 31, and they've had a crazy-ass tempestuous relationship the whole time. Um, finally, George is fed up. He's, he's taken off. He's gonna move into uh, Helen Salyer's house. He's leaving their Alhambra home uh, he, uh, and Mabel. Uh, moving down to West 42nd Street, Helen Salyer, of course, is a you know, like, remember in, in, in Happy Days when they said, like, divorcees are, are hot to try? Oh, yeah. Well, widows are, you know, like, thrice so. Mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, mathematically pr- proven. Um, <laughs> and and <laughs> more
3: for every year since they lost their spouse. Yeah.
0: That That's true. It's an exponential It's, it's exponential, equation, exactly. It's <laughs> not geometric at all, exactly. Um, they'll run out of food soon. <laughs> <laughs> they need sex. <laughs> well, so the, the point being, Mabel followed Georgie along, showed up at Helen Sawyer's house, 335 and a half West 42nd Street. Everyone should go there now, this little house in back. He's standing mm-hmm. on the sidewalk when she walks up. Wait, We're not at the gun part yet. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, you gonna come back to me? He says, no, now we're at the gun part. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> oh. Shoots oh. him in the stomach. The force of the blast spins him around. Pow! Shoots him in the back.
3: Oh. Now oh. he lives.
0: Wow. To her credit, she's, uh, you know, she 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 hadn't hung out at the zoo, um, <laughs> hadn't hadn't learned to trade, um, and she just sort of walks calmly back. Sits in, you think she like you know drive down to Mexico, yeah. la, 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 you know, because maybe he was pregnant, and the fetus, and she got to drive No, no, she just sits in the car. Uh, the lieutenants come, they pick her up. Um, they asked if uh, she felt any regret. She replies, "Is a woman ever really sorry?" <laughs> well, ladies, oh. <laughs> I didn't think so. So of course, I don't know if it was uh, if it was an all woman jury or if they were just French because the the French have that whole thing about like oh, crimes of passion, passion. exactly yeah. because uh, they just acquitted her. They were just like you know what yeah he like screwed around and left and so uh, she shot him
3: I twice. Mean, you know you just have to have respect for someone who's got that good a line planned.
0: Yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I like was really
3: passionate
2: about stealing this guy's wallet but it didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: Being in a love triangle means never having to say you're sorry.
1: That's right. That's, <laughs> yes.
0: it's, it's, it's triangulation. It is. There you oh, go. Yeah. It, 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 it worked.
1: We're triangulating. Daily Plaza,
0: thing. and it worked here It'll on work West 42nd Street. Oh,
1: no. Love is pain. <laughs>
0: love oh, is love. pain. Oh,
1: God, that's so sad.
3: That's no, true, though. I think we actually have... I enough. heard it was I'm a
0: battlefield, but, but then I uh, actually heard it wrong. Oh, no. It's actually a cattle prod. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, well, we have not another ad. All. Do we not? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, we, we have another ad because it's, uh, well, it's that, it's that time of the, of the season. And, uh, you know, we're hearing a lot about the 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 and the boo-boo-boo. And, um, well, we got approached by uh, one of the political interests. A ah! Paid yeah. political announcement. Excellent. Not from, uh, not from the grand old party or the other one. Um, <laughs> the what is it? The donkey one. doodles. Yeah. The, uh, there's a third party, remember? Mm-hmm. A progressive party. The progressive party. And the Progressive Party approached us and said that we were the venue for
1: oh, their platform. So, right
0: there. so, here's what one Margaret Pettibog had to say, and has to say, to you. Los Angeles is a zesty, progressive place, and I'm Margaret Pettibog for the Progressive Party. Our platform for the future is simple. Be progressive. Family planning. The right to choose. Women should choose to have abortions as often as they can that's just good planning and wear trousers I've worn trousers my whole life I tell the man if he likes skirts so much why doesn't he try wearing one of course sometimes they do that's progressive too and I say good for them why they can be lovely people too the homosexualist they can be so talented look at what they've done for the theater they and the Jews I can't believe we haven't had any Jews up to Fenwick don't know if they'd like crabbing no of course not that's shellfish isn't it I invited Louis Mayer once, but, of course, Daddy wouldn't let him come. My father was one of the first to talk about urinary health. Trouble was, he he talked about it constantly. Yes, well, he used to sneak into my room and whisper it into my ear. That I don't know about the Jews. And then there's Howard. Howard called Mankiewicz a cocksucker once, and I agreed. I did. I I just went ahead and said it to Cocksucker. There. How progressive of me. Now, Howard was a part of course. Howard Hughes, you see. He doesn't like me in trousers. He thought it wasn't feminine. I'm plenty feminine. I've never had any trouble having abortions. Well, now, several have been Howards. Mostly railroad men, though, which rankled Howard. He intimated I'd have congruence with a porter. Oh, yes, I said. A negro. How progressive. They're such an athletic people. Oh, I do so adore athletics. Oh, for a thousand years, I've been dunking myself in the cold was off Fenwick every morning at 5.30. Good for the Constitution. So is whiskey. Enough of this prohibition, I say. Of course, that never, really, had, never ever really bothered us up at Fenwick. Of course, we've had our share of hardships. Oh, uh, when Fenwick was destroyed by the flood of 24, we had to rebuild three feet higher. And then there was the summer I ate the bad clam. Oh, the, progress- the progressive party. Well, very progressive. Please contact your regional office. Uh, where are we? Los Angeles. Thank
1: you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank, oh, you, yes. thank, thank, yes. thank you,
0: very you, Margaret. Of <gasps> thank you well, said in pro- my
1: vote. <laughs>
0: that's a progressive
2: lady with a stick up somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, well, progress uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you say, thank you.
3: And, and from oh, you from, from that <laughs> fine spot, I think we should go purely to Crimebo's own fine itchy spot.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: you're, you're presenting something very special for us today, are you not, Mister the Crimebo?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it is again that time of year, political crap. Thank you. So I decided that it was time to hear what Crimebo's economic stimulus package might be, and I do mean package. So I actually have a couple guests with me today. Over here to my right is Philip Marks. He's in charge of economic logistics for the U.S. government. Whoa! And then over here is Dick Swayze, otherwise known as Big Dickie, a street pimp from Lower Manhattan. How are you doing, boys?
6: Really good. We're doing fine. really good to Thank see you, you again, you. Crime Bob. It's oh, long, it's uh, it's, it's always good to time. see you. Yeah. Yes, 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 always,
2: always. Very good to see you, Big Dicky, and I do mean Big Dicky. Ha <laughs> ha! This guy's. That's legendary. what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. They? All right. Well. First of all, Mr. Marks, what what is your idea of what would be a good stimulus to the economy?
5: Well, I have proposed to the government that we have an R-C-E-S-P. Yes? That stands for Refined Cocoa Stimulus Package. Really? Oh, wait, the E. Um, Economic. Refined Cocoa Economic. Stimulus. Why, that's fascinating,
2: Mr. Marks. Big Dickie, what is your idea on
5: this? I'm looking more at a... um,
6: Enhancement of female stimulus package. That's what I'm looking at. All right, go ahead. Back to you.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, I was thinking, what do you think about this? Mandatory beatings for anyone who's just stupid. That sounds like a great idea, is Why, why, thank I, you.
5: I run into stupid people all the time.
2: Yeah, I run into I, them, too, and then ma- run.
5: Many of them work in my office. I have to supervise them, and I have to remind them constantly that they are stupid, and they must stop being stupid. And you,
6: Big Dicky, what about that? Mandatory beatings. I agree.
5: I, I'd go with that. That sounds great.
6: Sounds, sounds you got to speak louder.
2: Uh, this microphone's old.
6: I like it. It's a good
2: idea. Good idea. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, I'm thinking that this would be a really good, a really good stimulating thing to get the the people in this country moving. And, of course, money flowing into inner cities. We have mandatory underwear checks for everyone, well, especially women under 50. And what would that be for, (laughs) Crime Just stimulating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, white glove tests in the underwear. It's great. Well,
5: I think we should institute that in our office starting tomorrow.
2: Big Dickie, what do you think about that? Do you ever check the uh, O's
6: I've underwear? been doing that all my life. It's, it works. It's a very, very good... You, you know, catch them when they're stealing.
2: and Catch them when they're doing whatever. It doesn't matter. That's right. I yeah. understand. Okay. Got any more ideas, Mr. Marks?
5: Yes. I propose a free distribution of refined cocoa to every adult in America. Uh, 0.37 ounce allowance per week for uh, minimal
2: expense. Cocoa? Are you meaning cocaine?
5: That's what some people call it, Crimbo. but uh, we refer to it as refined
2: cocoa. Ah, sounds good to me. And you?
6: Well, I'm thinking, instead of sending out $300 to each pimp out there, if you were to send out $300 worth of lingerie, false eyelashes, and those classy slippers with the feathers on them, it would work wonders. The gals would look a lot better. Yeah. They'd attract more and wealthier johns. Yeah. All of us pimps would have enough money that we wouldn't blow it on whiskey. We'd have enough left over that we could go out and buy the new 1927 Cadillac and still have money left over for those nice, large, purple hats.
2: Ah, hey, that sounds pretty good. What do you say to that, Mr. Marks?
5: I don't like the color purple, I'm afraid. I think that's just I think this guy's a stick in the mud. Well, excuse me. I think that purple is simply passé, especially when it comes to pimp attire.
2: Hey, okay, all right. We're not we're, this isn't a fashion show, okay? What 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 about talking about, about I was thinking about the name game for drugs. We legalize all drugs that begin with the letter S and M. Ha 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 What do you think?
5: What drug begins with the letter S, Grimbo?
2: Well, speed! Ha
5: ha ha ha! I couldn't think of that. I'm sorry.
6: Well, okay, what do you think about that, Big Dickie? Um, S&M have always been high on my list. Uh, I don't know about drugs, but uh, s and M. I'm sure you could kind of work it in there somehow,
2: but sure, why not? Now, I'm thinking, this, you know, there's a lot of people out of work in the inner cities. You know, there's a lot of blacks, a lot of Jews, a lot of chinks, they're all out of work. So what do we do to get them to working? So I was thinking, we create every city center has a stereotype town, a racial town, So we have Chinese doing laundry. We have black guys stealing cars. We have Jews trying to steal your wallet. It's awesome.
5: That sounds just fantastic.
2: They've all probably
6: got young girls involved in their lives somewhere. They could all be kind of funneled into housing units with lots of bedrooms. Guys can be brought in, and they can have sex with the Okay, okay, now
2: it's time for the ending statements. (laughs) Mr. Marks? We have noticed, with the
5: RCSP program, a 27% increase Mm -hmm. in typing speed in the typing pools in our office. Mm -hmm. We think that's just fantastic. And we have as much as a 12% increase per manager in fantastic money-making ideas Mm -hmm. that are sure to work. Mm -hmm. So we have used various methodologies for increasing the national hilarity quotient as well. And as by as much as 12%, oh, wait, I already said that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. yeah. it's mm-hmm. gone up to 24% since then. Oh, 24%, that's yeah. nice. Okay, okay,
2: big dicky. Closing statement.
5: Okay, no statistics. However, all
6: us PIMs have found that lingerie, false eyelashes, and those classy slippers with the feathers on them are very stimulating. And that's it. That's, all that's, all. that's it. it. Right there. That, that,
2: that, that's it. That okay, it all. all right. So you think that's going to stimulate the economy it'll on a national something. level? Yeah, it, okay. It, okay, Big dick. I think you've something. been doing, doing too much of that uh, you-know-what. Anyway, all right, thank you very much. This is Crime Boss Political Corner, and uh, until next week uh, when I uh, dish out some other crap. Goodbye.
3: Thank you, Crimebo, and thank you, Guest Stars. It's been another edition of the 1947 Project 1927 Podcast. We've only got a couple more months to go. That means you all better start guessing what year is next. Will it be 2057? Will it be 1807? You'll just have to stay tuned and see.
2: BC? I smell liver.
3: Yeah. That's mine. You do. In two Good night, nine. all. night. Bye.